biggest way to know if your brand is to ask yourself, if your store shut down tomorrow, would anyone miss your products? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Do I say hi now or do I wait? I'm pretty much brain fried at this point. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the e-commerce growth show. I am your host, Daniel. Join with me. We got Robbie. And today is an exciting freaking day because we got one of my favorite ad strategists on the team. Whoa. I can't say that, can I? It's like saying you have a favorite child. I should have said it, but I'm excited for today because we got Josh Pusor with us today, and we're going to really dive into talking about building brands and mm-hmm. what that looks like for pretty much any size business. Rob, why don't you ask him the first question? Well, yeah, what I love is um, <laughs> what he brings to the table is really a full experience of building brands from the ground up. And so that was something that really uh, drew us together in the first, you know, in our very first conversations. Yeah. And so why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background in terms of like building online brands. And then from there, we can kind of bridge into like outside of paid social, which is where we really specialize. What are all the other things people should be doing with their brand? But let's start with a, a little bit of your, your history here. Yeah. So technically I started in, uh, I would assume it's drop shipping. I guess. <laughs> so the easiest method of, um, you know, starting as a teenager, the easiest method was just um, drop shipping an item that you didn't have to touch, never had to see, um, and yeah. just delivering it to the door for the cheapest price possible. Um, so as a teen, I did that for a good period of time under my parents' names. Um, I guess technically I couldn't do that. <laughs> but, That's um, hilarious. <laughs> Just going through Facebook, you know, at 16, 17 years old, finding the best products that were working at that time and putting up a simple ad with, you know, a cropped um, item on a white background and putting up a Facebook ad. Um, and within the climate of, you know, 20, say 15, 2016 ads like that, it just didn't say. You could almost put any ad up. And if you targeted the right audience, you were bringing in thousands and thousands of dollars a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which uh, at 16, at point, you're like, yeah, I'm balling right now. <laughs> you're like, this is fantastic. I'm not doing anything. I'm clicking a few buttons. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I could imagine. Uh, yeah, so I, I started in that. But over the period of time, drop shipping has become almost obsolete. Um, it's no longer possible to put up an ad with a product you've never seen. You have no idea if it's a good product to sell. Um, you have no idea who you're targeting. Um it's, it's just not possible anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and that's how I got into mainly branding, building brands, really focusing on what the customer feels and why they're buying your product. Yeah, that's awesome. And you've actually built and sold a few brands right along, along the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I sold a lot of dropshipping stores before I got into branding, but as far as branding, I've probably sold around, um, five or six stores itself that have done six or seven figures. Um, and run those to the point where it is a brand and has a community. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. And I'm, I apologize right now because Robbie and I are always just ranting about how much we dislike <laughs> drop shippers. But at that age, when it worked that good, it's like, it's, it's how people got into it. So yeah, I, no. And I think what it is, is that's where he started, but then he built it into a real brand. But what I love what you're saying too, like, <clears throat> we're just in new times where you can't just throw up an ad yeah. to a highly targeted audience. And, 
You know, you can't build the We Love Whales page and give all the whale necklaces. <laughs> Daniel tried to do Dude, that. Dude, I, I tried to drop ship once and I was on, I, I did the free plus shipping offer, you know, or it's like free. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I only sold like one pair and the, it took like weeks to get it. It was a mess. Anyways. So anyways, what I think is cool now is there's actually a lot of established brands who are still have that, who still have that same philosophy where like, if I just have one really good client acquisition funnel and you know, one really good traffic source, like I can scale my business. But especially in the new landscape of 2021, we're discovering that now more than ever, you need to be doing all these other things. So from your perspective, as somebody who's seen, you know, what used to work and now what does work in terms of building like a holistic brand, you know, what are some of those things uh, that people really should be focus on, focusing on outside of like a very comprehensive paid social strategy. Yeah, to be honest, I think the first thing to look at, no matter where you're at in your business development, whether you're starting or you're already doing millions, is that you really need to understand your product angle, you, your offer. I mean, because even though the climate has changed, if you're good at marketing or good at organic social media or good with influencers and your product's bad, you can still hit seven figures a year. Um, but the issue is that how do you get past seven figures? And that's how brands make tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And that's by really knowing, you know, the angle of a product. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The difference of, say, selling the chain I have on, it's the difference of saying, hey, this chain is great. Or it's, the, it's saying this chain can be worn no matter the situation you're in. You can swim in it, shower in it. Um, simple things like that. Just understanding why would someone buy your product and you know what drives them and that can that can help a business no matter the situation they're in whether they're starting or they're doing 10 millions of dollars a year your product angle is going to help you sell no matter the platform um and that's what really helps you get off into multiple platforms it's really understanding why this you know this customer is buying your product yeah, totally. And I love the example too of like, I love reading biographies of entrepreneurs and stuff, but you know, one of my favorites and obviously lots of people, one of their favorites is Steve Jobs. And it's like the difference between I have a device that's a thousand songs in your pocket versus like, Hey, I got a cool MP3 player that plays this codec at this freaking bit rate. <laughs> and never, nobody cares about these other, all these other MP3 players that uh, you know, were launched and died. It's like, dude, this is, this is a thousand songs in your pocket. This is like, this is freedom. This is new identity. And it's really, it was all about the angle, right? And all about the why behind it. And I think it's just, it, it takes a certain amount of creativity to figure out, you know, not only how to make an amazing product, just quality wise, like very tangibly, what is it and what value does it bring? But then also implementing some creativity to figure out the why behind it and figure out, what difference it's making in somebody's life. And is that kind of part of developing an angle is just really figuring out how to make that application for somebody? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a huge part. The, the big difference of technically, like say, you know, we talked about the climate changing in 2021 is that the term brand is used so loosely. So, mm. you know, everyone says that they're a brand, but really they're just an online store selling a product. Mm. Um, the biggest way to know if you're a brand is to ask yourself, if your store shut down tomorrow, would anyone miss your products? Would anyone Dude. even know? Ooh, that's a gold nugget right there, my friend. <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. That is really and, good. 
And if you answer that, no one would miss you. You're not a brand. You're just an online store selling a product to make the money. And that's where the product angle comes in. When you actually know why these customers are buying, you can now build that community and this group of people that want to come back. They want to continue to support you because they are supporting what they're buying. If they love your, you know, your product, they're going to come back and they will tell others. And then this community starts to build and that's where the brand forms. Um, and that's how, you know, companies like Nike have been around for so long. Um, it's really yeah. about the product angle and the community. <laughs> Yeah, regardless of the changing landscape, those two will always remain outside of time, and those are the successful components. I think, too, we talk about this. Is shoppers are just getting smarter and smarter. You know, I, I, I do it all the time where I see an ad and I'll, like, click on it, and you can tell – I can tell very quickly, like, okay, this this isn't a brand. You go to their website, and it's just, like, a few stock photos. Mm-hmm. You go to their Instagram it's like five posts. They just have like, you can tell they just threw this up and they're trying to sell this product and that's just not working anymore. And buyers are getting smarter. They're looking into that. So I almost think too, like the whole organic side of your marketing is a big piece in it and how you're interacting Mm -hmm. with your customers (laughs) organically. I would almost pose the question if I'm sitting here self-assessing, you know, I'm an, I'm a store, I'm doing a hundred K a month but I know if I cut my ad spend and shut down my campaigns, like I have, you know, maybe two months before orders are going to be dried up forever. Yeah. You know, what steps can I be taking to, to change that story? Yeah, this is a, this is a big part where um, the user experience comes into place, your customer support. And it, it all comes back to the community where I said, but outside of, outside of your paid advertising, are you gathering, you know, these customers' emails and text messages? And are you utilizing them? Mm. Because you can pay $40 a month for a cheap, you know, email app, and you can make $100,000 by the end of the year just gathering these customers' emails with a simple click every time they buy or even add the cart. They don't even have to buy to gather the email. Um, so, you know, just having these platforms on the back end, like, are you retargeting them with emails? Are you sending them text messages? Because, Emails may become out of date soon. Are you know? Are you gathering this data that's natural on the back end that's happening? Um, no matter what, you can do that without paid advertising. If you're running Instagram, if you're running Pinterest, TikTok, if they're coming to your website, you have an email pop up. Um, you know why? Why are they signing up? Are you offering them ten percent off if they give you their email? Um, that's enticing them already to buy. And now you can send them a new email offering them new products every time they come out. So this creates, you know, that community and that lifetime value without paid advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, Paid advertising, of course, adds to it. But, you know, emails and texting is a huge part that's fairly cheap, depending on what platform you're using that you can utilize forever. I don't have anything on that, Rob. No, I love it. <laughs> it's good. So, so far, you know, when we're looking at making this transformation from being an online store that just sells products to actually becoming a brand, we're talking about, you know, a real value proposition, a real angle for your products. Yeah. This isn't just a commodity. It's a, it's actually an offer. It's a real angle. It's a real offer. So if you can get that established, that's that's huge towards making this transformation from being an online store to becoming a real brand. And then also just collecting data where you have um, basically no uh, like no cost marketing opportunities, you know, whether that's through sending emails, 
sending SMS messages, text messages. And dude, I feel like those two things are just two massive things that are overlooked. You know, yeah. everybody looks to paid social because that's that's where you get that's where you see you have a really tight feedback loop. You get really quick feedback on, you know, what's working, what's not working and you you do something and all of a sudden you're getting sales and you can kind of build upon that. But again, just like, you know, toward the effort of wanting to equip people for success moving into a new landscape, you know, that's always a, something we're always trying to figure out too is one of the biggest challenges we see uh, brands facing is just constant change. Like everything's always changing. Yeah. And so these these two things are like ways that you can really combat that is by having a real product, a real product offer, yep. and then also having ways to market to them if if your ad account gets shut down or if attribution goes away, stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's a good good perspective too. Yeah, totally, dude. And for some reason, I keep looping back to organic. I don't yeah. know why. My head's just there because I see like uh, like the brand Chubbies, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't even have a pair of their shorts but I would miss their content and I would I th- miss their marketing. And I think even a good word for that is community building. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. So just zooming out though, dude, there's so many facets that make up a brand. It's not this one thing that's going to, that's going to make your brand up as we di- dive in and explore it more. There's so many different things that kind of piece it together. And I love what you said, Josh, about are people going to remember you? And I'd almost, encourage people to just take a step back from their their brand for a second and just see how it interacts with people almost make make your brand a person and see how is that interacting with the marketplace you know how are the products how is this you know just go through the whole thing from almost a third person perspective uh to to just see how it's interacting the world and what areas you can improve on Mm -hmm. yeah like you said, to do this really is, I mean, it's something that's been around for years now is organic content and, you know, platforms, you can of course run paid ads on, but this paid advertising platform was built off something that offered organic content, such as Instagram, Instagram's built brands or even personal brands like none other. Um, TikTok's coming up now. And the issue with that is you just really have to utilize these platforms. Um, I mean, there are people now that are going completely viral and brands completely selling out just by putting TikTok videos up, never spending a dollar. Totally. Um, yeah. I know brands that are doing millions of dollars in revenue personally that have not spent a dollar and just put, you know, six TikToks up a week. Um, yeah. If you know the market, you can utilize organic 100%, but you have to be posting. And your content needs to be congruent. Like, you have to have your voice. Mm-hmm. If you're, a, yeah. you know, say like Slim Jim, they always have posted yeah. funny commercials. So when they go to Twitter and TikTok, they're always like a meme, but that sells. Um, organic's a place to really find who you are and what community is responding. Um, and that's what goes into growing even bigger and it's free. Yeah, yeah. totally. How has like uh, a holistic view of what it means to build a brand influence the way you do run paid ads? Does that kind of change your perspective on it? Have you ever noticed when you talk with other ad strategists like you having ideas that normally wouldn't be involved in that conversation? It changes it a lot, to be honest, Um, because where we said when you're building a community, you do 
a voice, a brand voice. Um, you're not the online store anymore. People know you for what you're known for. Um, and that changes how you advertise. So if you're a clean, very simple brand, say, such as like, um, you know, Rolex, Rolex is not going to advertise the same way that, as I said, Slim Jim would. Rolex is very clean, simple, you know, graphics, and their text is sophisticated. Um, they won't use emojis. They'll use one line on every ad. It'll be like the perfect watch for any day. Um, and that's it. Um, yeah. Not all brands can advertise like that, but Rolex knows they can. They know they can because of, you know, what we've talked about. They have their organic content. They have that community. And that goes in how to and into how they, you know, run their paid ads. Um, yeah. It all correlates. They wouldn't be able to run such easy ads if they didn't have all the things we've discussed. Totally. And vice versa, too. You don't see Slim Jim rolling out, <laughs> rolling out a nice one-liner, you know yeah. what I mean? It's really that, that brand equity goes a long ways. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Uh, any, like, just just final thoughts in terms of, you know, allowing people, you know, giving people information and tools to adapt and thrive in a changing market moving into 2021, you know, maybe making the shift from being an online store to being a real brand. Any other just last bits of wisdom or advice you'd pass along to people? Yeah, I would say um, I would say the biggest thing coming up now is with the changing climate is really make your customers important. Um, mm-hmm. If someone's buying something, make sure they know where their product is. You should you should be sending them an email saying, you know, your product shift. Your here's your you know tracking code. And that seems simple, but a lot of places really don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically because of you know sketchy ways where we've discussed people have dropped shipped a lot and people never got products. So that's changed how people shop, as we mentioned. Um, make sure these customers are informed. Make sure they know who you are. If they've bought some them emails, again, which doesn't cost much about who you are as a brand, um, come to them as a person. They're now part of your database. Tell them who you are and how you got here. Um, it's almost like running a company. Like all of your employees enjoy you because of how personal you make it. It's the same with the customer. Um, mm-hmm. If they're going to come back, make sure they know who you are. Send these emails updating them, you know, where their product is, when they're getting it. Um, check how how they like it. Make sure they're giving reviews because if they hate your product and that's common, you don't want to keep selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a huge thing is something that's growing that kind of died away, you know, last year is influencers. I would say the biggest thing that I'm doing that is not paid and is technically is sending free gifts to influencers. Um, depending on the amount of product you have, make sure to send PR packages. Um, and that's something you can do for just product costs. Yeah. So instead of spending $5,000 on an influencer, if your product costs $10, send them the product for free. And if they like it, it's free advertising. Um, it goes a long way. Dang, dude, that's good stuff. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the man himself. I love this conversation and, and diving in how we can build stronger brands. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a topic we're going to keep. Uh, hammering home just because of the changing environment and what we're seeing and the importance of it. But if you guys like this episode, please share it, review it, do all the things. And Josh, thanks so much for coming on today, dude. It was really good. Good to see you, man. And thanks. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out.